Suzanne. And I am Zoe. And we're back with Sex Advice for Seniors. And we were talking about what we were going to talk about. And I don't usually talk too much about what I get up to, but I thought I would just because, well, we couldn't think of anything else. (laughs) (laughs) Because Zoe is incredibly curious about (laughs) what you actually do get up to, Suzanne. Yeah. So let's talk about that. So I have re-engaged with the swinging and the kind of BDSM scene recently with somebody. Um, We're just having a really nice time, like going to clubs and exploring that scene and really just, just enjoying the fun of it and not, not, you know, there's nothing attached to it. And he's a very chilled guy. And I, you know, I like hanging out with him. And I think he feels the same about me. And we neither of us go in with any expectation, which I think is fundamental when you're going into these environments, because we have seen so many movies like Eyes Wide Shut and others, right? Or these movies, I saw I saw Black Mirror the other day where they were like in a BDSM type of club and everybody looked really cool and they had colored hair and they all had great bods and they were kind of clawing at each other in this kind of animalistic way. And I was <laughs> like, the last fucking BDSM club I went to, they were serving like cookies and tea <laughs> And and potato chips or crisps, and everybody was sitting around talking about like the fucking machine that they'd made with bits of spare parts from <laughs> home base or whatever you call your home Home Depot. Home Depot, and it was all like <laughs> super geeky. And some guy was geeking out, laughing hysterically every time he was hit with a whip, which was incredibly disconcerting. So. It's never like you think it's going to be. <laughs> you make it sound so alluring. I know, right? Honestly, you well, have to go into these places with a sense of humor. What I was going to ask you um, is typically, what are these environments like? For people who have never been to a, a sex club or a BDSM club, do you walk in and everybody's having sex all over the place? No, typically not, actually. I mean, there's a difference between a BDSM club where people are more into, you know, impact play and and spanking and whipping and stuff. And in those places, sometimes you never see anybody having sex. You just see a lot of impact stuff that goes on, which can be quite shocking if you've never seen anybody, you know, being spanked really hard to the point where their skin was turning red or even sometimes bleeding or, you know, whipping and flogging and caning and all that kind of stuff. And typically for me, that's always a precursor to the main attraction for me, which is getting, having sex, intercourse sex. But for some people, that's totally what they want. That's it. That's all they want. And they don't want any more and they don't have sex and that's it. And, and so I, I, I see the BDSM clubs as being quite separate from swinging clubs where people do typically go to either have sex in front of other people or to have sex with, with other people. Right. Yes. Typically. Yes. And the ones that we've been to, both the ones we've been to a few places, but the one that we went to recently, which we went back to was a really, really large place that was kind of like in a 
commercial stroke industrial park, which is very typical of the swinging clubs in the UK because they don't want to be recognized, right? Yes, yes. So, So they're kind of off the beaten track. There seems to be, for some reason, a lot near Heathrow Airport. Don't ask me why. (laughs) There are, the same is true here, and I actually live somewhat close to uh, LAX, Los Angeles (laughs) Airport, International Airport, big airport. And there are, there tend to be parties, like, or or sort of uh, clubs that pop up and go away and pop back up and go away in that area, in the warehouses in that area. How strange. That's really yeah. funny. Yeah. So, so yeah, there's, there's quite a bit of that. Um, so one that we went to was close to the airport and I'm not going to say which one, cause there's a couple of them. And this one, you walk in and there's like a little reception and then you go up the stairs and you're in a very, very, very large space. Like I'm talking large, like probably 3000 square feet like big, you know, and off of that, there's some little private rooms where you can keep the blinds up or down with a kind of rubberized mattressy sort of thing, vinyl covered, usually vinyl covered, cleaning up the wipes, the spillage. (laughs) And then in this one, just like my Pilates class. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> they give us a wipe at the end to wipe up the reformer and any of the weights that we've used. <laughs> exactly. Right. Lots of tissues. <laughs> and this one, so there's a big main area that's like a lounge and there's a pole in the middle that I've never seen anyone use. And then there's rooms off to the side. And this one, you go downstairs and there's a sort of dungeony space with, and this is the fun part, although it didn't seem to be working there. There's a large American vehicle that's like like the front of a truck or something and they've cut out the back and they put like they put like sofas in the back of the thing so it's like you're having sex in a car <laughs> which I, I think I, is kind of I fun. Would like that. I would like that. Yeah. Very, yeah. kind of of cramped because the ceiling is quite low and the cushion and the platform that the sofa thing is quite high so there's a little bit of of adaptation to your body that you have to do (laughs) which if you're an older person can be somewhat uh difficult let's say maybe we're not as flexible as we used to be yeah yeah (laughs) and you're squishing your head against the back wall and trying to do stuff and whatever um And in this particular club, there are prices for couples and single guys are admitted, but they have to spend considerably more. So they spend like the same amount and a little bit more than you would as a couple, which is fairly typical of most clubs that admit single guys. And not all of them do, you know? Right. Right. So this one admitted a few single guys, one of whom disconcertedly was very similar to Russell Brand. (laughs) Oh, wow. <laughs> Except he had no hair, but his voice and his mannerisms were literally so similar that had Russell Brand decided to just like shave off all his hair and take off his beard and just leave a bit of stubble, he could have been this guy, which which we found slightly disconcerting, I have to say. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would. <laughs> so that was that was kind of funny. Um Anyway, I went with a couple who I'd met in the cap tag and had a little bit of fun with. 
but they're like a proper couple and you know we're not really a proper couple we're like a playmate couple so that's always an interesting dynamic right because in my experience when you're with a couple couple there's a bit more negotiation that needs to go around boundaries sure right Whereas in you're in a playmate couple, yeah, sure, you probably you still need to negotiate boundaries, but they're a little bit looser because there's not so much emotion involved. And so my friend, female friend, she's quite she's she's quite sensitive. Um she's quite sensitive in the way that she likes things. She's and she's also quite dommy which is quite funny. She likes to give up orders and she's quite bossy boots. <laughs> and, what, and why is that funny? Is that unusual? For me, like it's more, cause I'm sub subby, like I'm more submissive, like yeah. being with a woman who's kind of more bossy. It's kind yeah. of quite sexy actually. Yeah. Yeah. Frankly, I think being with a bossy woman when I'm not bossy is quite sexy because had we both been bossy, I don't think that would have worked. Right. So I also think that being both submissive is not really necessarily I, I, I can't have sex with anybody that doesn't dominate me. Yeah. I mean, that's true. And that's kind of why I think my first husband, why we had a sex, one of the reasons we had a sexless marriage, which you can read about in my book. Um, That's, you know, I think that that was one of the reasons I I said at the time in my, um, I was in my twenties. And so I said at the time in my uneducated, unexperienced self, um, we're incompatible because we both want to be dominated. So, you know, there you go. Do you know, I was the same. Yeah. Exactly the same. Exactly yeah. the same. I didn't know anything now. I didn't know anything. And after a while, I got so sick of initiating, bored to fucking tears. Yeah. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I don't want to initiate anymore. I'm sick of it. And yeah. I didn't, and that really put me off, you know? Yeah. But um, yeah, so being in this situation with this couple, um, where she was quite dummy and she's cute and I like I like having fun with her. And that was quite, that was fun. And, and then her husband is very, very sweet. And I like him and I like him, but then there's also the thing about condoms and all the safety aspect, because they obviously don't use condoms because they're together and we use condoms because we're not kind of together so yes so so in my head and and her husband has some issues around latex allergies he actually really does so Uh, I was kind of like a bit I don't know what to do you know and everything so it was kind of like ended up being what's called a soft swing which is where you don't do like a full swap and you just kind of play in the same space with each other with your individual partners and maybe there's a little bit of interaction that goes on between the, between all of you, but not the full on swap where, you know, um, but I have had sex previously with her husband with a condom, but it was, uh, then he had some bad reactions. So I was sensitive to that as well. So 
So yeah, there's just, there's just quite a lot. And then there were the men. That was the other thing. So the club was virtually empty. There was literally like 10 people there. So it was like dead and it was vast and it was dead. And I, so we played this fun kinky game of Jenga, believe it or not. <laughs> it was this like, it with like, with real, with like wood pieces or did you yes. play with humans? No, we played Jenga with wooden pieces that okay. had written on them. Every time you pulled out something, you know, and the thing didn't topple over, it had something written on the block of what you had to do. So like take off an item of clothes, kiss somebody that you don't know, you know, it was quite fun, fun, like a little icebreakery sort of thing. I thought it was quite, I thought it was quite fun actually. And we enjoyed that. And that was, it kind of loosened us up. So that was, that was fun. Um, But yeah, the single guys there, there were only like two or three. And I didn't really think it was appropriate and I wasn't really into them to be honest to invite them in so that's another thing it's like you know you're aware these single guys have paid a lot of money not that that's my problem because it's not my problem right but that they want some action right so if they see some couples that look fun which we did then they're going to want to get right in there and you have to be quite clear like no mate it's not happening. Right? So, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes on that you have to be pretty confident about, I think, in general. Yeah. I'm very curious about um, how much conversation you have before you go into a situation like that. Like all of those, all of all of the boundaries, all of the sort of guidelines, do you... Does that conversation take place on the phone? Does it take place at dinner prior? Does it, do you go there and just sort of like figure it out as you're engaging in? Yeah, I think because we've all had quite a lot of experience and we're all pretty confident. Yeah. I think that, and I know that my my friend, if I didn't say anything, she'd say something. Like we weren't, you know, we, we negotiated kind of as we're going along yeah. and within the, within the, she's, she's like really clear about what she likes and doesn't like. So there's no, there's no doubt. Like she's giving orders. Like she's, she's, you know, she's, she's the one bossing you around, which is fine because she knows what she wants. Um, And yeah, I think, so that was and and during the actual during the actual thing uh during when we were just like in the midst she was checking in as well and just saying to her husband you know is that okay are you enjoying that is that good is that not good you know like she was checking in and me and my friend yeah we he he's quite clear as well so we don't do as much talking about it as I suspect if you were a complete newbie or maybe yeah. isn't even advisable. And I think there is definitely something to be said for, cause he said to me at one point, he was like, I thought you said you don't like to be like, you know, like you don't like things a bit hard, but you seem to be. And I was <laughs> like, 
I was like, well, it's all in the mood, isn't it? I mean, just in yeah. the mood. I'm just kind of in the mood at the moment. So, yeah, I'm going yeah. with it. But usually yeah. might not go for it. But, you know, things are open for just, you know, yeah. If I don't yeah. like it, I'll just say stop. So that's the way it goes. But, yeah, I suspect the thing is, if you go to a place as a newbie and it's really quiet, which it was, and most of the people there just didn't appear to do anything, they just appeared to play fucking Jenga all night, which yeah. seems a very expensive evening to just play kinky Jenga then. Well, so here's the thing, though. Um, some people are voyeurs, you know, and and probably love to be in that atmosphere with stuff going on around them in close proximity. Right. Yeah. I think there's that. And I think there's also something to be said for if you're a newbie and you're a little bit unsure of what you want to do, as you said, just going into the, just going in the place. Yeah. Getting dressed up, wearing your sexy clothes sitting there doing something that's a little bit outside your comfort zone right is quite a significant thing it's quite a significant yes. thing and we have yes. to respect the fact that we don't know where people are on that journey you know some people yes. may never have been anywhere before so i think that was that's the thing but for me it's always slightly disappointing look i know with my friend that um we're just always going to have a good time because we just yeah. do like yes. he's, he's, he's like the most chilled man probably in this area one of them that I've ever met and yeah. we have not yet even when we've been to places where we've both been like well we won't be going back there again we've always had fun yeah so yeah so, you know sometimes too um for people I I know people and I could be one of these people actually where I would go and and watch and observe and that would fuel fantasies for you know the rest of my life yeah. uh, I can imagine somebody feeling like I don't want to engage but I want to I want to be there and supporting and holding holding the space you know yeah uh, and for me as an exhibitionist at least in my in my fantasy life um and on occasion you know in real life um i i would i would be happy for someone to just be watching me and not engaging so um yeah, yeah. There's yeah and, and, and the thing about these places is that you can do that if you want, you know, you, you can just ask people, do you mind if I watch? I think yeah. that's the thing is just to be sensitive to why people go, right? Like, yeah. I don't mind being watched, but it doesn't really do much for me. Right. I think, um, I suspect, although I could be completely wrong, that my friend may like being watched more, but that's fine. I'm okay. Like, you know, it's fun. It's okay. I'm, yeah. you know, and for me, I like being like, I really, really, the thing that I realized that I really did like in this particular scenario was the couple that we went with, they're like really chill. They're really fun. And when you're in a space with another couple and you're just kind of doing messing around, even if it's just like kissing a girl, just, you know, 
fondling parts, bits and things and watching somebody else, which I quite like, and being in the same room as somebody, it's it's really horny. <laughs> it's yeah. <laughs> It's re I find it really horny and I just think I get I get really, really turned on by that. And then, you know, I go home and have more fun usually. Although that particular night we were so exhausted that neither of us we just went yeah. straight to sleep. But it was, you know, it was just it was just horny being in the same room. And then of course, you know, the thing that we realized after that was that look, you don't actually need a whole club to have fun with doing this kind of stuff. And sometimes the best thing about going to a place is just meeting another couple and just arranging to do something at your own place after that and just maybe having some dinner and just arranging to just play around without spending 50 pounds and drinks and travel and having to get home and all the rest of it when you can just do that in your own home. Yeah. <laughs> without a bunch of single men. Yeah. Trying to get in yeah. yeah yeah but it's not easy to meet couples and and that's one of the benefits of going to these places is just you get to meet people in real life and you get to know whether you like them or not and whether they're into the same kind of thing that you are and yeah. if they are that's great and if not then you know nothing ventured nothing gained you yes. just have fun with the person you're with and yeah yeah that's I mean, right can we talk about age a little bit? Yeah, yeah. I mean, my friend is 66 and her partner is in his 50s. Mm. And I would say that most of the people there were in their 40s on up. Yeah. There weren't too many people that were younger than the 40s. I, and I think that speaking to a lot of guys recently that are like friends of mine, that are back on the scene or dating scene that are my age, they all seem to only be able to find women in their forties, like because they're up for that. They've just out of a long marriage. I mean, I get it. Cause I was one of these women, like, you yeah. know, out yeah. of my long marriage up for adventure, checking yeah. out, you know, like just ready to go for it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, so, so if, if our senior listeners are, <laughs> some of them I can imagine are saying, oh my goodness, I'm good on you, Suzanne, but I could never in a million years, right? And some of them are like, huh, I thought I was too old for these shenanigans. Maybe, maybe I should give it a go. <laughs> yeah. And look, I mean, it does definitely make me more aroused and excited and more up for having sex than I usually am in like my day-to-day -day life. So these are the sorts of little things that I do to, to just like <laughs> flick the switch a little bit and turn it up to amplify what's at a fairly low murmur most of the time, you yeah. know, except when somebody like now just sends me a picture of a dungeon somewhere. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that looks fun. Okay. Little yeah. murmur downstairs. It's going, ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, generally it's on a pretty low volume. So I do these things. Like I know most people would just think this is crazy, but 
I literally do do these things to just like switch the volume up a little bit. Um, yes. Yeah. Cause it's, you know, in your late fifties and sixties, sometimes you just are like, ah, I can't be asked. Yeah. You know? Yes. And rather than choose to just stop having sex and let that part of your life sort of drift off. There's nothing wrong with that if that is what you prefer to do. But for those of us who have gotten a lot of joy out of sex for our, you know, adult lives, um, you know, it's a good, it's a good way to stay vibrant and, have, you know, be in touch with that part of ourselves that is alive and engaged. And I think it's worth pointing out as well that these, most of the people that go to these clubs are not like a size six, you know, like they're not tiny. They're just, these are normal size, plus size, you know, all sizes of women and men. And they just want to be in these sorts of places and so there's so from a body positive point of view it's a bit like it was when I was in France you walk around thinking I'm okay I look okay I'm you know people want to have sex with me that's good like you know me just because I have a vagina of course but but, you know whatever um I think I think I'm okay. And, and I look at other people and I think you're not perfect, but you know, you're up for it. And there is there, I think a lot, some people do struggle with that. Look, they do. They struggle with the fact that, oh, but not everybody's gorgeous. It's like, yeah, not everybody is gorgeous, but sometimes what we, you know, certainly what I find attractive is just like a cheeky sense of humor. Oh, um, yeah someone who's just like really fun to be around quite sexy you know they don't have to be perfect yeah I've never been one to lust after the perfect body that's not that's not what turns me on you know I mean that's nice if that happens to be what you have but that's not the driver for me no Um, I like a bit of swagger the confidence yeah it's the confidence isn't it it's the confidence that you turn on and yeah and I suppose that's the other thing is going back to boundary setting which Mm -hmm. is really super important in these places because either you're with a guy and which I have been like dominant guy and said you're in charge you know you I'm I'm open for x y and z but you know, I'm making sure that you know what that is. And within those parameters, you, you are in charge, right? So if other people come into the group and whatever, you know, I'm okay with him kind of negotiating that, but somebody has got to take that responsibility, right? Somebody has got to be strong enough. It doesn't matter who it is in the partnership to be able to be clear about what they like and don't like. Now, obviously, if you're new, you might not know these things and you might get yourself into situations where you're like, actually, I'm not enjoying this. I need to stop. And at which point you need to be clear, like, nope, stop, not happening. You know, I thought I was into this, but I'm not. Stop, move, you know, 
without getting traumatized, without feeling like you're letting someone else down, disappointing someone. This is all about your own pleasure, taking yeah. control over your own pleasure or giving that to somebody else who really you love and you don't need to love them, but you need to trust them, right? And that's really important because otherwise you can be, it can get dangerous, I would say that. Yeah, or traumatic, you know, yeah. personally traumatic and violating, you know. Um, yeah, in that sense, it's actually quite a venue for self-development and <laughs> practicing, yeah. you know, practicing taking care of yourself. Yeah. Um, I would yeah. suggest, uh, you know, something like a bouncy house first and not going <laughs> <straight>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe not the optimum way to practice self-development, but a way to practice yeah. self-development. Yeah. A way. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I but yeah, practice practice setting boundaries at home first. Definitely if you've never done it before, talk about what you think you may or may not be comfortable doing and um look out for each other, right? Because that's the thing. Look out for each other. And yes. for me, anyway, it's really, really, really super important that whoever I go into these places with really is chilled. Like, yes. not with too much expectation or hope, just whatever happens, it's going to be good. It's going to be fun because there's nothing worse than going with someone with a high and a heightened sense of expectation and then I spend my whole time worrying that this isn't good enough, you know? Right. Now, oh, maybe he was expecting more. And uh, Yeah, what I hear is like, there's such a, um, a requirement to go in and take care of yourself and focus on what's happening for you and what you want and what boundaries are, are being honored or not honored and how to communicate all of that, that the last thing you need is to be doing that for someone else. No, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a bore as well to do it. It's kind of like, you know, I'm not here to kind of satisfy all your fantasies. And there are many people who are very new for whom somebody like me is just that I'm like the, you know, uh, I'm the fulfiller of fantasies. Right. And you just yeah. think, no, I just can't, I just don't want to be that person. Go and find another newbie. And yeah, Fulfill your fantasies, yeah, collectively. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. You know, I I'd rather go with somebody who's a little bit more experienced and chilled, and just, you know, just wants to just have fun, no yeah. matter what the what the situation is. And I think so far, to be honest, we you know we've set ourselves this little task of trying to explore many of these places in the UK as we can. And I've made this uh, spreadsheet, this Excel spreadsheet, because like I'm very organized <laughs> like that, where I'm putting little reviews down of all of these places that we go to, which he thinks is hysterical, right? He's like, you're it. so you're so organized. And and I said, well, if we're going to do this like properly, I'm going to forget like which one we went to and what happened and what it was like. So I write these little reviews afterwards, like there was nobody there. We did this. We did that. We played in a room, blah, blah, blah. And, um, and so far, everyone is like, there was nobody there. <laughs> there was nobody there. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
it's like i'm waiting for the one which is like we got there and it was heaving and there were people all over the place like you know because it's just everyone reads the same it's like we got there there were 10 people there nothing was happening they were playing sexy jenga <laughs> it's really so fascinating there was an article in the la times uh yesterday or the last few days about someone some guy who's eaten like 300 hamburgers in Los Angeles trying to in search of the best hamburger in the city. And now I talk to you and you're in search of the best sex club in the UK. Yours is much more fun. <laughs> well, what else are you going to do when you're my age, right? I mean, you know, you got to do something. Crochet. Right? Crochet. <laughs> keep yourself entertained yeah yeah so far look so far it's very amusing and enjoyable and we're having a good time and that's yeah. really all that it's about for me it's just yes like having a good time yeah yes anyway zoe i hope you feel better zoe's zoe's been a bit under the weather through various yeah. things and um we were going to talk about this time that Zoe visited a Dom, but now we're going to set ourselves up for an even better episode, which is having the Dom on the show, which I think is going to be super exciting. So keep your ears peeled for that one. So I think that's going to be very, very cool. But for now, it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me.